Welcome to The Do Zone, where we talk about real entrepreneurs doing real work, and they share their best tips, tricks, and stories about getting things done. I'm your host, Josh Thomas. Tag me at JT Literally and show me how you get things done. Every week, I'll pick the best post to feature across all my social networks. This podcast is brought to you by Factor One. If you're already a six figures in your business and you're looking to hit seven this year, there are three key shifts you need to make right now in order for it to be possible. Go to imfactor1.com now, and I'll not only share exactly what those three key shifts are, but also how you can get them set up for your business in less than six minutes. Once again, that's imfactor1.com. Today's guest is, oh, sorry about that. Today's guest is Dustin Service. It doesn't take long when you look at Dustin's achievements, schedule, and overall output over the decades to see that being an obsessive personality type may not be a bad thing. Many of these traits Dustin has, it gives him a superpower to focus and have the courage to go on adventures. Adventures as it applies to where his family lives, adventures on where they spend their money, adventures in how he operates successful wealth management business. Dustin has an ability to share something complex in an easy to understand manner. With his ability, he is able to help make people better, more concise decisions, not only in wealth, but in how they prioritize things of true value in life. Dustin, welcome to the Do Zone. Tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Thanks a lot, Josh. I'm excited uh, to be here. <clears throat> One thing that I would say is for most uh, listener, if you're an entrepreneur or aspiring to be one, you probably are a high thinking, high doing personality. So when you look at a, a spectrum of of x axis, y axis of like low thinking, low, you know, low thinking, low doing, so it doesn't take much effort to do it, it doesn't require much thinking. That I would say automate that. This concept is from Neil Pasricha. He wrote a book called The Happiness Equation. But automate low doing, low thinking. At the far end, I won't do the full spectrum, but high thinking, high doing, these are the things you need to debate. These are the things that with your spouse, you know, you need the space to be able to debate those. So if we can automate our decisions, that allows us to debate things. I come from a financial background and I do find a lot of stress for a lot of people. Listener, you may resonate, is talking finance with your spouse and money and spending and where do you allocate money? Now, we, see, you know, Neil talks about something called spousal influence awareness. And this is where, you know, how happy you are versus how happy your spouse is. So if you're happy 80% of the time, your spouse is happy about 80% of the time, that means that 64% of the time, you are both in a happy state. So it's no wonder, giving yourself grace, no wonder you have the odd financial dispute. It's probably just because one of you are not, not in your happy zone. And there's 32% of the time that you, one of you will be out of whack. So Circling back to high thinking, high doing activities, uh, you need that space to debate those. So automate the things you can so that you have the time and energy to debate the real things. Automate and debate. I, I, I like the way that you've just kind of sifted it into two categories here. These are the things that you automate. You should not be doing these things. You should get somebody else to do them. You should get a machine to do them, or maybe you shouldn't even do them at all. And these are the things that you debate. These are the things that are important. These are the things that are worth your time and energy to figure out how do I do this right? And that's what I hear when when you say debate. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. Well, I just think that there's 
there's there's those things that you need to automate. One of the things as most entrepreneurs will work on their computer at some point. And this is such a simple little thing, but it's just the first thing that popped into my mind when you said it was I created an inbox. So my staff CC me on emails. Now, you know, I don't necessarily need to do anything with them, but I want to be aware of them. I created an inbox. So create a rule in Outlook. Any emails coming from my staff go into an internal inbox. Any emails coming from clients or, you know, accountants or lawyers go into the normal inbox. So the internal inbox from my staff, I check that usually two or three times a day in the morning, noon, and the end of the day. So I'm not in there. I'm really going through there and just cleaning out the emails. My staff know to bold my name at the bottom of the email if I need to do something. They also know if it's truly that important that I need uh, they need input on it, they phone me. So now we've got a system where that for me was, I had the, the sound on, I had the alert, you know, so every email, bing, and it would pop up and extremely uh, distracting. So getting rid of that, again, an automation tool to then allow you to have more space to debate things. I I love that, and I I'm so I'm so happy to hear that automate versus debate. I'm 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 completely stealing that from you, and so I'm I'm mm. curious. Tell me, uh, you talk sometimes about having a spending mindset, and a lot of us we're like, hey, I don't want to spend, I want to conserve, and so tell me a little bit about what it means to have a spending mindset. Is that good or bad, or or how do we balance that? Um, I, I think it comes from a place of, of genuine, <clears throat> you know, I watched my father work very hard uh, when I was a kid. So to get somewhere in life, you know, I, this is how I interpreted it and picked it up was you had to work really hard. I don't know how hard, just really effing hard. So you work so hard that you get to a point of success that the the so hard just gets moved further out. And so, you know, there's this, you know, how long does that last? And so at, at some point, uh, that that's a, a that might need to change. Where the spending mindset comes into play is meeting high net worth clients that I have who are you know 60, 62. They've got five million dollars of investments. They only spend two hundred or one hundred fifty thousand a year. We do all the projections and we stress test them for if they got zero percent return forever or negative five or whatever. Uh, and these people are still passing away with money, significant money, millions. So we'll you know I'll say to them well. Whether you had 5 million or you had 2.9 million, you still, under these stress tests, would have been able to retire. So if the person, you know, the punchline is if, you know, you die at, you know, 65 and you still got money in the bank, whether someone dies at 65 with half as much money as you in the bank, but you both died with money, you're both gone. So if you could go back, you know, Mr. You know, worked 30 years, sacrificed evenings, weekends, missed your kids' events because you were building this pot so that you're financially stable in the future, but yet you missed, you know, a lot of life and your health might be suffering and your friendships might be suffering. And you again, mental nourishment is something that we talk about. You know, what you put in your mind is important. Uh, and to make it all, you know. The, the final is, you know, you get to age 60 and you don't have many, many friends or hobbies because you've put so much into the business. It's hard to pick up hobbies when you're older. You don't really want to go through the small talk of meeting people at the club. And so this, you know, this is a, a major thing. Would you, Mr. And Mrs. Client or listener, you know, if you've got wealth, could you deal with a little bit less? So that spending mindset comes into, okay, if we check off our responsible buckets, and we know, you know, it's 
it's just, you know, some people might say real estate's the best investment, stocks doesn't, doesn't matter. Just think of emergency savings account, real estate, you know, some sort of core investment, you fill in the blank, whatever that means. Maybe it's S&P 500, a dividend fund or, you know, dividend stock, whatever, but something that's got a high likelihood of consistent income. And then maybe you have a high risk bucket that could be your penny stocks, your crypto or whatever your high risk, but you're going to put a less into that bucket. If you've checked off all those boxes at the end of the month and you still made money, like you still, your income is still higher, your company gave you more than, than those responsible check marks, then purposely spend it. And I use the analogy of a, um, you go in your basement and it's like, there's a machine and a conveyor belt comes out of it. And every month, $10,000 comes out of the machine on the conveyor belt. 10,000 is coming along. The first kicker into the first, you know, basket is your spending money, what you need to live on. Hopefully you're not spending more than you're making. That's first step. Next is you're going to pay for good insurance, especially in the, you guys are in the States. It's a bigger deal than in Canada, but you should, you know, regardless of what country have good insurance. What if I got sick? What if I got hurt? What if I died? What happens to my family? Okay. Some money gets kicked off into that bucket. Then you got your real estate, your emergency savings, your investment for the future. So you're kicking money off. And if you do this right, we've got a spreadsheet. I'm happy to share it. It's not a, it's not something I'm keep close to my chest. I want to help people. Uh, at the end of the conveyor belt, if there should be, if you did it, do it right, money left over. And that's what you purposely spend. You upgrade your lifestyle. You go on a trip, you buy a pool for your house. You buy a negative cash flow property because it's got potential for the future. And so that's the spending. It might not be spending out. It might be, hey, I'm just going to make a little bit less in my company, but I'm going to hire an assistant, you know, your first assistant. It might be, I'm going to pay all my five key managers 10 grand extra a year, and I'm going to save 50 grand less. Well, I already saved 200. So if I save 150, because I got to pay these guys, and what's that? I'm going to pay them and say, hey, listen, I'm giving you guys this raise to take responsibility of Fridays because I'm now going to take it off. If I don't keep my head right and stay positive and energized about the business, the business won't exist for any of us. And that's why you do it. That's right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And so uh, I know that uh, you are a, a very decorated financial professional and you you hold a, a lot of the most prestigious designations. Uh, who who do you serve? Who do you teach? And, and how can they connect with you? Sure. So we do our best work for families with net worth between two and 20 million that want someone to be their general contractor between their accountant, lawyer, investment people, insurance people. Uh, we really do take care of a lot of things. And uh, the plans we do for people are custom. They're, they're None of them are the same. Uh, we keep a pretty small client block. And uh, so that's, you know, again, it usually comes around exiting a business five years before exit, you know, can I even retire if I sold my business for, you know, this amount? And, you know, but every scenario is so different. People, usually the commonality is, hey, I'm ready to take take some of this do-it-myself off my plate. I want to focus on lifestyle. I want to focus on travel or my business. And I want some help so that I don't have to go to every meeting and decide on major things. I love it. And and so uh, where, where you, I know you have a podcast as well, right? It's called The Picture of Wealth or T-Pow, as we call it. T-Pow. T-Pow. I love it. <laughs> picture of Wealth. And uh, is there a website that we can go to learn more? Yep. So there's The Picture of Wealth. And there's also my uh, more of a resource-heavy site for financial instruction and all that called Service, S-E-R-V-I-S-S, Wealth.com. Uh, there's top, top of the page. It says Get Started. 
if you do put in a few of your particulars in there, I'm happy to give uh, a no charge 30 minute consultation on what's going on in your life. Awesome. I love that. So uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And especially the thing that has resonated with me uh, in this entire conversation is automate the low thinking, low doing and debate the high thinking, high doing. Thank you so and that much. Is from, that's from Neil Pasricha. I won't take his credit, but okay. Neil Pasricha. We'll make sure we give credit where it's due. <laughs> uh, we're going to wrap from here. Thanks so much for our guest, Dustin Service, for joining us and sharing some wisdom on how he gets stuff done. You can connect with him and learn more by going to servicewealth.com. That's S-E-R-V-I-S-S, wealth.com. And then you can also visit his website, TPOW, or I'm sorry, his podcast, The TPOW. What was it again? The Picture of Wealth. The Picture of Wealth. TPOW. Love it. If you listen to us on our your morning commute or your workout or you're out in the field, be sure to snap a selfie and tag me at JT Literally. Tell me what you do in the do zone. Also, if you're ready to break the seven-figure barrier with your business, but you know what got you here ain't going to get you there, then it's time to make some changes. We can help. Go to IamFactor1.com now for a special message I made just for you on the exact changes you can make in less than six minutes. Know this, you are Factor 1 for your own success. Now let's get to work. If you're a small business doing at least six figures and you're trying to level up, but you keep getting smacked down, pay attention. There are outside forces at play that you're almost certainly not aware of. No, I'm not talking about the president, the economy, the Federal Reserve, or inflation. I'm also not talking about your industry, your competition, or current market conditions. I'm talking about you. There are invisible forces that are keeping you from breaking through to the next barrier in your business. That's why you keep repeating the same cycle year after year. You think next time will be different, but what you don't realize is that you're running through a huge maze and your opponent has every turn memorized because your opponent built the maze. Until you get your hands on a map and come up with a plan of attack and execute it, you're just going to keep running circles over and over and you'll lose every time. You'll never find the exit without a plan. The good news is your opponent is predictable. Your opponent follows the rules. You can beat your opponent because you don't have to follow the rules. You see, you have free will. Your opponent is restricted to the rules of the game, but you can make your own rules. You just got to have a plan. And in order to get a plan, you first have to take responsibility for putting yourself in that maze without a map to begin with, because you are factor one for your own success. Your opponent is your comfort zone. If you're ready to stop running circles in the same circuit year after year and finally break free from the maze, join factor one. We are a unique development program for six-figure entrepreneurs. We'll airdrop into your exact location of the maze with a paper and pen, and we'll help you draw a clean map to the exit using our bird's eye view. We'll also arm you with the tools you need to defend yourself properly, and we'll walk with you shoulder to shoulder to make sure you get out safely this time. We don't leave anybody behind that doesn't want to be left there. Join us. Go to imfactor1.com right now, and let's talk about getting you out of that maze once and for all.